This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the podcast, Shift heads share their good news, as we do every Good News Tuesday-ish. No matter how big or how small, we share good news. Author Michael Lossier breaks down why we worry and how it relates to the law of attraction. Check out his books. Law of Attraction is probably the most popular of all of them, uh, but they're all amazing. Hal Johnson from Body Break joins us to talk about frailty, seniors, how they can deal with frailty, and not only all that, how younger people can prepare for being older by keeping it in mind. And are you okay with finding shrimp tails in your cereal? What about rat poop? How about paying $6,000 for a cup of coffee? All of this and more on the Shift Daily Podcast. Good news, everyone. It's about time for some good news. Tell us something good, because good news makes good news babies. Pass on all of the good news. Dwayne says, good news. Filed my taxes electronically last week and got my check this week. Cha-ching. Good news. Good news. DW in Alton made it to 57 today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, D-dubs. Good news. See, so good news makes good news babies. 877-399-9898 in Calgary. We have Trent. Trent, what is your good news? Um, my good news, man, I, I got out of prison the other day, but um, I'm in quarantine, but, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm living the dream, man. I'm, I'm a free man. I'm pretty happy about that. You know what I'm saying? How does it feel now, even though you are still kind of in prison in a hotel for a little bit, but, uh, you, you are in a hotel, you're quarantining, you're getting, you know, the, the clearance for the healthy stuff, uh, yeah, but you're, yeah. you're free of the bars. How does that feel? You know what? Um, I, I feel better. Like, it's like a, I got a king size suite inside the jail, but for 14 days, man. So I got like a release date once again, and it's just like I, I struggle with, like I've been in outer prison since I don't know last like ten years, right? So okay. And so uh, what's? Let me ask you this question, Trent. What's one thing that you uh, need to create in your life to yeah. break that cycle? So what's the first thing that you need to create in your life to break that cycle that you're going to go crush it in a couple weeks? Uh, stop partying like a rock star, I guess. I, I have no, hey, idea. man. If that's what it is, then that's where you start, right? Yeah. If man, that's a decision. Like, you no, know, like I grew up like watching these like rock stars and so on and so forth. Right? I'm like, you know what? I want to be just like that guy, man. Yeah, he looks so cool. It's like, no, I'm not so cool, man. I took the, ro- the wrong road, man. I'm in prison now. Frick sake. <laughs> well, at least you see it now, Trent. So we wish you the best here in the shift. Uh, we know that you can go out and you can turn this around and go turn it into something amazing. So we wish you the best of luck, okay? Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks for calling in. Good news for Trent. He's a free man. Mm-hmm. I think that deserves a round of applause. From Actually, I will give you that. From too. all of us. Yes. Absolutely. Well done, Trent. Well done, Good Trent. Good work, buddy. For everybody else who's, uh, you know, listening, who's uh, in a similar situation, um, you know, do the work. Do the work, and that's where you get to. So good news, absolutely. 877-399-9898. Maxine in Calgary. Good news. Hey, guys. I got my vaccine today. That is good news. Good news, Maxine. Good news! After a year of COVID, it does feel pretty good, doesn't it? Um, I love that. Good news equals waited six months for a new video card. Finally arrived at my local computer shop. Uh, good news, man. If you want the video card, you want to crush the gaming or whatever it is you do online, good news. Graphics, man. 
news. <laughs> Rendering, man. Wicked. Yeah. All right, so Gord says this. Tonight, my 85-year-old mom had a car accident. Oh, no. She and the others were unhurt. That's oh. fantastic news. Cars, not so lucky. Gord. Good news for mom. Good news. Good news. 877-399-9898. Dude named Joe found myself today, so I can text uh, text in. Love the show. Uh, dude named Joe, comma there, makes that one lie. <laughs> can text in, love the show. Uh, can text in, love the show. Uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Punctuation really helps. Uh, good news there for dude named Joe. Terry is in Toronto at 877-399-9898. What's your good news, Terry? My good news is that I cleaned up an Instagram hack that I had to go through the last couple of days. Oh, man. I, I had this dormant Instagram account, and all of a sudden, people who had been contacts on, uh, contacts on my Instagram started getting these flow-through messages to Messenger because uh, right. Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, they're all connected. And um, it was, they're all synced. And the profile was mine, but the Mm -hmm. user ID was all wrong. And the content of the message was talking about God and uh, uh, how I'd won something with Publishers Clearinghouse. So, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) I was thrilled. I got the same message because one of my other. Uh, contacts also got hacked and I got the same message except it was on his profile so uh, I I reported that uh, reported the whole thing blocked the guy and reported the thing to Instagram and apparently having having your I your um, your profile impersonated is so common that there's actually a box you can tick with the complaint saying the person being impersonated is me. Wow. So I told everybody, of course, uh, that, but they had already figured out what was going on. Uh, yeah. But well, Terry, was, thank uh, you very it, much for the good news. I mean, that feeling must be dreadful to know that your friends are getting bombarded with your stuff. And I'm, I think that, exactly. Terry, I just want to, I want to acknowledge the, the fact that you sharing that story also allows us a little bit of awareness to say, if we've got some old Instagram accounts and we're not using a whole lot, maybe we should just close them out. So Let's you've given us more out. than just yeah. good news. Yeah, more than good news, Terry. Thanks so much, brother. You're welcome. All right. Terry in Toronto with his good news, Maddie. Good news. Terry is Terry. Good news. Angel says, good news. I stopped by a local dairy farm, and the farmer let me feed uh, a calf a bottle. Might sound silly, but I'm a city girl, so it was amazing. Made my whole weekend. Absolutely good news, Angel. Love that story. Good news, Angel. Good news. I milked a goat once. I asked permission first. Good. Okay, good. And uh, and I warmed my hands. <sighs> but it's uh, it's really cool. It's neat. Evelyn is in Winnipeg. Evelyn, what's your good news, friend? My my news, my good news is I overcame my fear of going to the hospital if needed because of the COVID. See? Wow. We're all freaked out about getting what? well, getting well, staying yeah. well. You know, yeah. um, I waited two months. I pondered for two months before wow. I went to emergency. Yeah, I was in emergency for three days. 
by the way. Oh, so, goodness. yeah. You okay? So it's been a really rough three days, but it's good news, though. If you do go, you're, you're, you're better for it because that mm-hmm. way, you know, you're not psychologically damaged because of the right. stupid COVID. <laughs> well, yeah. you know what? And it weighs heavily on us. I think it does. I would, I would agree with you, Evelyn, that if I had to go to the emergency room or anything like that, that I would probably second guess, do I really need to go? Because you're, you're, you're unsure. So there's a little bit of worry there. And I'll take this opportunity to share that we have a segment on worry coming up with Michael Lossier. Uh, today here on the shift that you can look forward to. And if it's too late for you, it will be on the podcast. So hopefully that helps you too. Well, yeah, Shane, I hope, I hope I didn't disturb anyone with my thoughts, but it is a big thing. It has been no, a big, it's a big issue thing. for a lot of people. And yeah. you're not alone in that, Evelyn. I think that what you do by, by bringing it out onto the shift is you're not the only one. And other people are afraid to go to the doctor. They're afraid to go all kinds of places. And for you to be able to say, look, I waited two months. That didn't work out. Looks like I'm going to be okay, but I pulled it off and I got over it. That is incredibly important. So thank you very much for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your show. And I will try to stay awake. I'll try to stay awake for that worry segment. So yeah. Please do that. You- yeah, you guys enjoy enjoy each other, right? And yes, no thank worries. You. We do. Don't worry, be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Evelyn. Evelyn in Winnipeg with Good News Tuesday is sharing her good news about going to the hospital. Also in Winnipeg, we have Patrick. What's on your mind, Patrick, with your good news? Yeah, my good news is uh, we got our uh, income, tix, income tax refund deposited in the nice. bank. And my oh, wife and good. I have confirmed our appointments for the vaccine in April. So it's great oh, news God. today. Uh, great news. Congratulations, Patrick, and uh, that must feel fantastic twice over. It does. It does. It really does. Thanks. That's a beautiful thing. Patrick in Winnipeg, thank you, sir. 877-399-9898. Good news Tuesday-ish. Good news. My grandson took five steps today. He turns one on the 26th. Dave in Alberta. Uh, good news. Aww. Um, I love all this. Does that make you feel good? It is good news. Hit it. Just hit it, Matty. All right, all right, all right, all right. Good news. Uh, I, I love this. Uh, good news Tuesday. Um, I got my truck safety now off to the races after nine years in the works. Uh, it's been a long wait to drive. Don't have a name attached to that one. Thank you very much for your text message. Absolutely uh, good news. Just a um, truck full of good ahead. news. Good news! Good news. Yesterday I celebrated Captain Kirk's birthday, Alberta Trucker Brian. If Captain Kirk's birthday is good news for you, it's good news for us. We love it. Happy birthday, Captain <laughs> Bill. You, um, might, uh, you might actually want to stay tuned to in case you missed it because uh, he, uh, William Shatner, may have uh, cracked the secret to immortality, and I'm going to be talking about that later. Yes. So, yeah. Nice. Eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Catherine says, "I slept in and it felt wonderbar. Sleeping in feels so good. Like can we just all agree, like there's something magical about sleeping in, especially Worry the night shift workers. In. Yeah, because the night shift workers, you know, we often have to deal with the extra light and the loud kids outside and the kid that's four houses down from mine that cannot do anything at normal volume. He yells everything he does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so." When we get to sleep and it feels good. Lynn is in St. Catharines. Lynn, how are you? What's your goodness? Well, I'm awake for one thing. <laughs> nice. Good start. 
and as I told you, your call screener, I said, seeing as I sleep with you guys every night, I might as well call oh, you. Dear. Oh, well, my. That's personal. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope my cousin in BC is not up listening. <laughs> anyway, Tell my me good, good news, news is my friend. I managed to send in my corrected paperwork so that when I hit 65 in May, I become a legal crusty curmudgeon. And I can legally kibitch about everything. <laughs> I've been Do you have a rocking chair? Year. I think COVID-19 has given me the uh, ingredients and everything to put together to become one of those. I have perfected become my crusty? routine. Yeah, you just need a rocking chair, maybe, and you'll be all right. Oh, come on. <laughs> so if you're going to be crusty. No, 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 no. You want to put me in a stock car? Fine. No rocking oh, wow. cookie because I can't cook cleaner so. I'm where useless. are you? Uh, you're not useless, Lynn. Where are you in St. Catharines? Well, actually, I'm about uh, a five minute ride from the Penn Center, if you know St. Catharines. I used to live in St. Catharines. I lived on Jennifer Crescent down on the canal, so I do know the Penn Center. Uh, very, and if very I well. remember what I looked up on you, you used to work at a radio station here, too. I did. I worked at the White House there. You got it. Yeah, the White House of Rock, Talk, and Schlock. <laughs> well, yeah, they don't I, like us saying that I anymore. love it. No, I love that. Um, I love that. Uh, I love that city. It's one of my favorite cities. And every time I go to Toronto, uh, I do always go to St. Catharines to see friends. So, Lynn, thank you very much for the good news. I miss about my cousin. He used to, when his mom was alive, he always came back and we used to hang out together. I miss him. I haven't seen my cousin David, I don't think, in 10 years. Well, maybe. Maybe we get to share some good news about you and David getting to hang out again soon once COVID's Well, at least he got that cheap postcard from the uh, post office I sent him. (laughs) Thanks so much for the call, Lynn. I appreciate it. Oh, anytime. And now that me and my teddy bear, we're going to cuddle up and we're going to do some more. Uh, Yeah, never mind. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Good night, Lynn. Uh, Sleeping with the shift heads. Oh, my God. I'm blushing right now. Like, I am full on. 100% 100% Lynn made me blush. I think Lynn is good news. Good news! This is the Shift Podcast. From a conversation we shared here on the Shift about worry, I always ask the question, well, what is worry? What are you worried about? And uh, then what? what is worry to you? Because worry is one of those things that it sort of presents itself the same in everybody. And at the same time, our experience of it is completely different. Cue Michael Lossier. This is where we call Michael. Michael is an author. Um, Michael has written about all kinds of things, law of attraction. Uh, I have his books here. I enjoy them very much. Michael, how are you? Thanks for being here. Hey, you're welcome. Great topic for us to be chatting about today, worry. Yeah, and and it is interesting, too, to dig into it. This is exactly where you uh, land and work in the... I don't know, how do you say it? Helping people find their way, I suppose. Yes. Well, you know, the first part of my career, I spent teaching people about they get what they vibrate. And what does that mean? Vibrate is our moods or feelings. So people might thought, you know what? There was such a pattern. You know, when I was ticked off and angry and in a bad mood, I'd attract more of it and more. So even though people might not have been using the word law of attraction, they certainly knew the experience. When they kept saying, why do I keep attracting negative things over and over and over again? Or, wow, this is like the third time I found money today or the third time I got a new client. You see, both of those experiences are because of law of attraction. Yeah, And law of attraction is energy that's responding to your vibes. 
There's a phrase that comes to me about that that I think we've all probably said or at least experienced. Yeah. And I think that phrase is woke up on the wrong side of the bed. That's right. And then we create this entire day based yeah. on the story of we woke up on the wrong side of the bed. That's and for right. you, that's we woke up with bad vibrations or whatever, and we've just continued right. to put that out there. Well, what I teach people is how to reset that, mm-hmm. right? Because we know that as I send them a negative vibe, I want to attract more and more. What if I could just stop that cycle? And that cycle is all about vibes. And that's what, you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm helping people change their vibes. Now, in my work with Law of Attraction, I would tell people to change the words they're using so they're giving something else attention. Well, let's talk about worry. You see, Law of Attraction, again, I want to say this respectfully, it's not smart. It's obedient. So if I'm worrying about something that hasn't happened yet, I'm giving attention to something. And as I give attention to it, now I'm sending the vibe of the thing that I'm giving attention to. And guess what? Cue law of attraction. It does its job. And now it brings to me or by brings to me, I mean, it comes to me or I mention it or I find it or someone gives it to me. And I think, wow, this is such a coincidence. Mm -hmm. Well, that's evidence of this vibe. So worrying actually creates it. The worrying, because law of attraction doesn't know that you're worrying. It doesn't know where the vibration is coming from about the things that you don't want. It's matching it. Seems to me that people would use that um, habitually, right? Like you have those coworkers that always create a stressful situation on a project. You have coworkers that cause drama on a project. You have uh, coworkers that wait to the last minute to create this whole hurry hard moment inside a project. That sounds like all to your point of the same place of each person individually manufacturing or attracting to use your word, attracting um, their particular outcome in a project. We see that at work all the time. I'll tell you, I, I, we've talked about the story before, but it's relevant. You know, I live downtown Victoria, and I don't mean I don't mean on the outskirts. I mean downtown. So when I invite my friends over here, you know, rich dad, poor dad. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got negative friend, positive friend. So my negative friend says, "Oh, it's all, listen to the vibe. It's always such a hassle to go to a place. You live right downtown, downtown. There's never any parking spaces. I always get down there and blah blah blah. And you know what I tell them? You're right." You see, law of attraction can't buck his parking vibe, even if it tried. Of course, then my positive friend, you know what he says? Save that space outside with the white stripe on the parking lot. That's what he says. Mm. He goes, I just saved that because I'm coming shortly. And you know what? He's right. Gets the spot. So So the people that say they have a parking angel, guess what? There is no parking angel. It's your own vibration that created that. So now imagine, you know, that we're just talking about parking spaces. Now talk about worrying about your health or your money or your job or your kids or your family or your students. Worrying causes you to send the vibration. But today we're taking it a step further. Today I'm wearing a different hat. Today I'm going to become your emotion code practitioner. And that means I'm going to identify the time in your life that you worried about something and you still have that emotion. And that's the reason why worrying keeps popping its head. It's like an unbusted pimple. It it goes away and it comes up again and it comes up again and it comes up again. But guess what? On your behalf, 
I'm going to be able to delete that for you. So I'm going to explain the process. So okay. I'm going to become your proxy. Okay. And just like if you and I needed to vote somewhere and I was going away, I said, hey, Shane, can, here's my, can you vote on my behalf? I'm going to give you my proxy. Why am I your proxy? Because I'm the guy that knows how to do it. I'm the practitioner. Okay. And what I'm going to do, because I have a list of emotions, and I'm going to talk to your subconscious mind through muscle testing. You don't need to understand it. Just know that that's my connection. I'm not guessing. I'm not intuitive. I don't have any psychic powers. But I'm going to be able to ask questions to your subconscious mind. And I want to find out this worry that keeps surfing itself. When did I get it? And the best news of all, I'm going to delete it. Just like if you busted the pimple, I'm going to delete it even before it surfaces ever again. All right. So it's say gross, yes, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So say yes if you're in. Yes, I'm in. Okay. So right now I'm just muscle testing. If our friends could see it, I'm just kind of looping two fingers together. And when they get when the loop breaks, stops there. So now it's like my Wi-Fi is connected to your Wi-Fi. So I'm definitely Shane. And so I'm asking you about this worry. What is the well? First, how many days a week do I have this sensation of worry? And watch, you know, I'm going to muscle test. Is it one day? No. Is it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? So I worry about something seven days a week. And how many emotions create this worry? Just one. And is it worry? Yes. Is this an unprocessed emotion of worry? Yes. How old was I? Was I one? I'm, I'm muscle testing again. Was I one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16? So when Shane, when I'm using your voice, when I was 16, I had an event in my life that I worried about something and I didn't tell anybody and I held it in. And this held in emotion of worry is lodged inside of me, the side of a baseball. And it's like a pimple that hasn't been busted yet. Can I delete it? Yes. So now I'm deleting it. I'm using a magnet to do that and I'm just swiping it. So I'm not taking on that energy because I'm deleting it for you. So before today's session, what was the severity of my worry? Was it one, two, three, four, five? And now it's five, four, three, two, one, zero. So right now your brain is telling me there's zero worry. Okay, anything else? Good. Okay, I'm just gonna summarize what I just did. Like our Wi-Fi connection, you know, if I come to your house and I say, hey, Shane, I can see that you got Wi-Fi in my phone. It doesn't mean I can access it. Mm. I know it's there, so you have to give me the password. So earlier when I said, say yes, that was the password. And that saying yes allowed me to tap into your subconscious mind to ask questions. I could only ask yes or no questions. It said yes. It was the emotion of worry. I don't remember the date because I'm, I'm out of the process. But there was a date where you had worry and you held it in and it became an unprocessed emotion. Did that date resonate with you or make any sense? You know, it's interesting. I don't remember um, a, a specific story, but at the same time, when you went through the up to 16, I could feel this uh, in my chest, like a, an anxiety in my chest, I guess that I would yeah. be a similar feeling to worry. I could feel it bubble up and yeah. it did get stronger as you got to 16. My My experience of that moment was, okay, I don't think of anything at 16 specifically, yeah. but at the same time, physiologically, there was absolutely a response in my body that felt stressful, if you will. Yeah. Um, 
for those moments. And then when you got to 16 and when you got to the level of one, two, three, four, five, I would go yeah. as far as to say is you probably could have kept going to the max level. Um, yeah. and it, it, it did bring it up for me. So for yeah. me in particular, I don't recall a specific thing at 16 that was about, uh, money, which was my, my, my word that came to mind right away. I yeah. tried to deny it. Actually. I was like, come on, it can't be money. Yeah. And then it, but I was like, no, it's there. And then, um, I did get that, that feeling, uh, present itself in my chest. That's right. Well, you know how people talk about carrying stress in their back. It is a feeling, but it's not stress. It's one of 60 emotions. So what I'm able to do is connect with people that have chronic pain, neck or back pain, or levels of anxiousness, or it could be physical things or having mental uh, challenges and thoughts. And I can tap into their subconscious mind, identify the emotion and delete it. Now, if you were experiencing high levels of anxiety, you would feel the reduction right now within a minute. But we're talking about you worrying. So over the next couple of days, I want you to, Kind of be super vigilant thinking, you know what? You know, you might have thought about something, you didn't grab onto it and thought, well, I'm not worrying about that. So when it's physical things, people can feel it right away. And what I did with you is you have to observe the new behavior now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and yeah, okay, I get that. So I'll be very aware and present to that. What do we, Mm -hmm. um, how do we go through this exercise uh, for everybody that doesn't have uh, access to a video call with Michael Lossier uh, when he asks for it? Um, How how do, how do everybody listening right now, how do do we go? Okay, well, I worry about my relationship. I worry about my car breaking down. I worry about all these different things. Where do they start with this? That's right. Well, first, remember, law of attraction doesn't know where the energy is coming from or where the vibe is coming from. So when you say you don't want something to happen, you're giving it attention. So when I say, oh, I don't want my clients to cancel. Well, go type that in Google. What are you going to get? Even though you said, I don't want my clients to uh, cancel in Google, Google's going to show you documents about what? Canceling clients. Because Google isn't smart. It's obedient. And it's matching the words. So think of what you're getting from Google as matching the words that you're putting in it. So, and by the way, law of attraction, you don't have to say it out loud. Law of attraction doesn't have ears. It doesn't hear you say it. It doesn't see you say it. It's it being this energy is responding to what you're giving attention to when you complain and worry. So you've got to reset, reset. So if the notion is um, my grandfather had prostate cancer, I worry that um, I don't want to have prostate cancer. How do I flip that around? Drop the don't to your law of attraction um, of the the don't know all of those. Drop the negative words. How do I create that phrase as a specific example uh, in a positive way to create healthy living and and, and all of those vibrations that you speak of? Okay, good. Well, there is a sentence, and uh, I built my whole career on this this sentence. So what do you want? Oh, you know what? I I don't want to have prostate cancer like my granddad did. Or So what do you want? Oh, I don't want all my clients to cancel. So what do you want? Don't forget. So what do you want? Don't forget your homework. So what do you want? Oh, I don't want to be rejected at this meeting. So what do you want? Imagine on the way to an interview saying this, because some people do it, but today I want to teach them how to do it differently. Oh, I hope they do not reject me. I hope they don't stump me with questions. I hope I don't get nervous. And you know what's happening on the way there? 
all of that is being unfolded. Right. <laughs> so when you get there, it all manifests. And you know what you say to yourself? This is exactly what I said I didn't want to have happened. Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly what I didn't want. Yeah. And if Lava Track and had a voice would say, it's exactly what you gave attention to. That job example is a good one because everyone's gone into a meeting or an interview and said that, right? Oh, you plant the seed on the way there. Yeah. I don't want to screw this up. Plant, that's right. You planted the seed on the way there. So, so good. We just brought attention to people having those negative thoughts or on the way to a date or on the way to anything. How do we reset that? One sentence. So what do you want? So what do you oh, want? I don't want to be rejected at this interview. So what do you want? Well, you know what? I'd like to be real articulate and answer the questions well, but I don't want to be nervous. So what do you want? I want to be calm. And here's what happens. When you talk about what you don't want and go from what you don't want to what you do want, the words change. And when the words change, the vibration changes. And you can only have one vibration at a time. So now you're sending the vibration of what, what you do want. And law of attraction doesn't have a memory about what you said yesterday. It's only responding in the current moment. That's why you hear the expression, the power of now. Right now is where the power is at. So right now you can start. And this is not like an affirmation that you put on your bathroom mirror. This is just, oh, you got to catch yourself. Even little things. Don't forget. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. And you'll feel the difference. You'll say, that made a difference to say, remember our meeting. So don't forget the meeting. Well, and I was just going to ask you that. I mean, going to an interview is a big life event. That is a very, very big moment. What I'm hearing from you is sort of these micro moments through the day of the smallest little moments, smallest little internal dialogue thoughts, that if we can get this figured out in the small moments, it's almost like that muscle memory of uh, teaching your body to, when you come to the big moments, you've already done all the work to, to, um, like, remember the meeting. Uh, remember to close, please close the door quietly. Uh, that's one you, I even, you, you have the, to train your brain. Yeah. And so when you get you to the big to moments, your behavior, yeah, and the big moments type, will unfold better. That's right. And you go to type an email that says, don't hesitate to contact me. It's like, right. Stops you right there. So yeah. what do I want? But you know what happens after a few days, you, you start to think about going to say what you don't want, but you convert it before you say it out loud. Mm-hmm. To me, that's graduation. that, I almost just that very moment, I almost said, I don't want it to be difficult, but I said out loud, I want this to go easy today. So at first you'd hear the negative and have to correct it. And now you're doing it automatically. And before you know it, the balance of your vibration is on 51%. And that's so the balance of your thoughts would be more positive. You know, I'm not teaching people how to be more positive here. I'm teaching people how to be less negative. And as you remove the layers of negativity, your positive vibe surfaces. I'll say it again. You don't have to be more positive. You just have to be less negative. And the reason why we're negative is because we're attracting negative things. So you can reduce the negative things by reducing the don't nots and no's in your life or the worrying or the complaining by remembering, writing down, burning the sentence in your head, repeat it after me till you get it. So what do I want? And after the next couple of days, it'll be habit. And here's the motivation. Here's why you want to be positive. The speed 
at which you can attract anything you want is determined in how negative you are. Another way to say that, you can get stuff fast when you have a high vibe. You see, it's negative vibration that dilutes and slows down manifestation. The less negative vibration you have overall, the faster you can manifest. The speed at which you manifest anything is in direct proportion to how much doubt you have in receiving it or how much negative vibe. So that's the motivation to summarize. I love it. Whenever, yeah. Whenever you catch yourself using the word don't, not, and no, or any sentence that causes you to focus on what you don't want, simply say, so what do I want? And the answer will reset your vibe. And if you find yourself worrying, it works there too. Uh, it's remarkable. How many, um, how many Saturdays are you now with your Facebook lives? Do you know? Uh, 178. Well, the Facebook lives right now, they're on the emotion code, the, the removal of those emotions, 178 Saturdays. But listen, I did 350 Fridays on law of attraction and my NLP work. So I've been doing a live show for six years, one day a week. Hmm. Why? Because I love it because it gets me, it fulfills me. It's the shift podcast. As we get older, we think about our bodies. We get to this point where we go to bed at night healthy and we wake up injured. <laughs> That's what it feels like some days, doesn't it? Uh, going down the stairs, coming up the stairs, you know, carrying the potatoes. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're 35. It doesn't matter whether you're 65. The reality is, is that every now and then something creeps up, creeps up in our health and we go, oh, wow, that's new. Um, that happens. Now, I can't think of a better person to help us understand what's going on with this than Hal Johnson. Hal and I have uh, done a few things over the years. I always look forward to our conversations and, um, and he's with us now. Hi, Hal. It's great to see your face. Oh, uh, pleasure. Thank you very much. So you will remember Hal Johnson from you know the body breaks of the past. Uh, Hal Johnson, Joanne McLeod. And I will describe, I have to describe where we're having this conversation today, by the way. Um, this is um, this is in your gym. So you and Joanne, um, you know, this is where you work out. This is where you do all the things. And you, you, you lead by example for all for like for the, what is it? 40 years that you've been telling us to get active. <laughs> this is where it all happens. <laughs> Not quite 40. 50? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, 33. And, uh, June 8th of 1988 is when we started everything off. Yeah. And uh, so it's been it's been a great ride for 33 years. Yeah, wonderful. And still working together, uh, obviously, in, in sharing fitness and the benefits of fitness in today's world. One of the projects that you've partnered up with is a conversation around frailty. And um, frailty is, that's a scary word for a lot of people because it's not just um, it's not just, Hey, something has happened. It's not just injury. It's a general, my understanding, a general awareness that we need to be smart here. Something could happen and it's affecting more and more people, older folks. Sure. But not just older folks. So, uh, help us understand why frailty matters to you, Hal. Well, really, it, it, uh, when you think about it, as you, as you get older, um, you can't do those things. Go up the stairs. You can't open a jar. Um, you fall down. That's one of the number one injuries for, for seniors as, as you get older is, is actually slip and falls. And a lot of it stems back to strength. Uh, it sends back to your muscle tissue. If you're strong, when you're younger, you're stronger. You don't slip as much. And as you get older, when you slip and fall, um, if you're, you can't catch yourself. And if the, um, 
your bones aren't strong enough, they'll break. And that's where, you know, hip fractures and those types of things happen as, as we get older. So uh, really the goal is to try to, and earlier uh, you get, take care of that future self, your future self, that person, when you're 35 or 40, think, well, when I'm 65 and 70, I want to take care of that person now. And so what can you do now in order to take care of that person who's 65 or 70 yourself in, uh, in 20 or 30 years? Well, and that's an important distinction in this too, is that remember when we're going to, we're about to talk about frailty, uh, in general and frailty statistically sort of a 65 plus conversation. But if the notion is this starts at 30, this starts at 40, you can start to change what 65 looks like today. That means it's really important for everybody. Yeah, I mean, you can bounce back from injury uh, if you're you're stronger. As and as we get older, we're going to have more injuries, aches and pains. And if you if you can you can bounce back from that a lot easier if you're stronger. And so that's really the whole goal of the the frailty networks is to get the message out there that to eat properly, eat lots of protein, um, take your vaccinations, and make sure that you you exercise on a regular basis and and make those muscles as strong as possible. Um, I've uh, eight weeks ago. I had a, um, a knee replacement, a knee replacement, but before that knee replacement, um, I, I hired a, uh, a naturopath and got a supplement pro- program together and a nutrition program together specifically for my, my operation. And my whole thing was how do I recover like a professional athlete? Because, well, how does, how does a pro get back in four weeks from an ACL? Whereas a normal person gets back in, you know, four months. Um, and so how, well, how does a pro do it? And, and my naturopath, he said, uh, Lowell at the sports lab, he said, well, <clears throat> one of the benefits of having a knee replacement is, you know, exactly when you're going to get injured, a pro athlete doesn't know. He said, so you can prepare. So, so that's what I did. I prepared for the operation. I did specific exercises to strengthen those muscles, the quads and the hamstrings. I, I, um, I doubled my protein intake. And now I, after the, um, after the uh, knee surgery, I've tripled my uh, intake. I've taken certain supplements, supplements to lower inflammation in your joints. All of these things will get you back quicker and be less frail. Uh, I know that that's one of the, one of my goals. And, and, and that's how I looked at it, that, you know, we've been practicing this message of, of keeping healthy and fit for 33 years. I've got to, I really put it to the test in the last eight, eight weeks with, uh, with this, uh, with the knee replacement. And uh, it was, it was very difficult. And, and yet um, I've been able to uh, hit my goal, which was I skated on the lake after six and a half weeks of after the knee replacement, I went wow. skating on the lake. So it, uh, and I, the fourth day I, I did six, kilom- I walked six kilometers, uh, four days after the knee replacement. Wow. So those are the types of things that, that you, that you do. If you, you can be as strong as you can and, and think about your future self. And I've been thinking about my future self for a long time. And um, hopefully now it's going to pay off dividends. Well, it is interesting to look at it from that perspective. I mean, aside from the, the body break product that you guys have put out for so, so many years, I mean, really you're just a dude and a husband. And I mean, that's, I mean, we often forget that because we see Hal Johnson, we think, you know, we immediately think of Joanne McLeod and vice versa. And yet at the end of the day, you're just a dude who blew out his knee and his knee got worn down. So how does that feel for you just as a guy, when you sit into that conversation, you go, huh, 
this stuff really did work. Like I, where would I be if I didn't do this? Well, absolutely. And I, I've thought about that and I've come out with a series of YouTube videos. I haven't edited them yet, but I'll be putting them up on YouTube week by week by week, how I've gone. And one of the things I said in the, in my last, in, at the eight week mark was if, if I didn't do this, how, how hard it must be for someone who doesn't work out on a regular basis, this knee replacement must be very traumatic. Cause I can, I can honestly tell you that getting up to do rehab every, every morning, every afternoon, uh, it is hard. And if you're not used to working out, it must be impossible to do rehab because when you're doing rehab, you're not just going and working out and get a sweat going and you're a little tired you're in pain. And so the, the idea of getting up in the morning and putting that first foot down and getting up and going to the gym to go and have pain is, is not, is not something, if you're not used to it, it's very difficult for people to do. So I, I, I think that it's, um, it really comes down to habits. How do we get into a habit of working out? How do we get that into a habit of, of making activity part of our everyday, regardless of what age we are? And that will, will lead big dividends as we, as we get older in, um, you know, in our 60s and 70s and 80s. Uh, and that's, that's where I, I talk a lot about habits and creating them, especially during the pandemic. I mean, the number one thing that we get, I, Joanna and I would always get on our corporate talks and we'd, we'd ask people, you know, why, why don't you work out? And number one thing is I don't have time. Too busy. Well, uh, what, what do people have now? Yeah. <laughs> they got lots well, of and time. We've taken everyone's schedule. We've taken it upside down. We threw out commuting. We threw out going to, we get grocery, deli- whatever it is for you. Yeah. And then we took that puzzle box and we dumped it back on the, on the counter. And to not, I think in integrity, as all of us like to think that we're succeeding in our jobs and our personal lives, in the integrity of that, we have to look at, well, where am I spending my time these days? And I'm pretty sure yeah. that most of us can look at that and go, yeah, there's might be a little opportunity to, to shift things around a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, people are, they talk about the Doritos 15. I mean, the 15 pounds that are Doritos yeah. while you're sitting there watching television, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're what you're doing things in activity. Now on the flip side of it, some people have done it. Some people have said, you know, I'm going to get outdoors. And so it's hard to buy a bike, like to go in a, a cycle shop to buy a bike. It's yeah. almost impossible, it's hard, yeah. uh, which is, which is great. Um, but the vast majority of people are not getting out there as much as they can. So I, I think that's what I, I look at with this, with the COVID it's an opportunity to, to, as you say, turn it upside down, shake it up and, and find new habits, find new things that you can do um, to, to be active. And, and I think, you know, COVID maybe has, has taught people one thing is that your health is the most important thing that you have. And we all realize that everything else pales, the economy pales, everything else is second to our health. So if you, and, and the, the thing that is so important, again, going back to my, my, my knee was I realized that it's not the surgeon's responsibility to take care of me. It's my responsibility. He's just the mechanic, goes in, does his job, and he's gone. You, you know, you go to a physiotherapist, you go in there once or twice or whatever a week, and, and you're gone. It's up to you day in and day out to take care of yourself and take care of your own body on a daily basis, regardless if you're having surgery or not. Just take care of yourself, and no one cares about your body more than you do, or they shouldn't. Well, and at that point, to that point, does it mean we can't be contributing members of society? 
society if we can't get out of bed. So, I mean, there's reality to that too. And I call it the COVID-19 pounds, by the way, because that's what I did. I put on my COVID-19. I will share though, to your point about getting out and just trying things is that I hate running. Like running for me has always been, I mean, I played hockey. I was fit. I was athletic. I, I've had my spells of workouts and super fitness. But the reality is, is that running for me has been one of those things that I could never, ever enjoy. What I did was, is I've been getting out before the show starts, I go for a walk, usually 45 minutes, whatever. And of course, my tempo's been picking up everything else. And what happened was I actually felt compelled to run. And in my head, I'm going, what is happening, Shane? Like, this is not all right. But I did. I didn't run far. I probably ran 600 yards um, twice, 300 times two. And But you know what? I did it. And you never get to that. Will I do it again? I don't know. I don't care. But the reality is, is that you get to that point where you feel compelled to try something. And that doesn't happen until you actually get out and just try it. Maybe you find that riding a spin bike is not your thing. That's cool. But at least you know that it's not your thing and you tried it. You got to find something else. So it is interesting. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, you know, don't think of running as the Holy Grail. Um, walking is just as effective for fitness as running is. And so like the best shape that I've, I've pretty much I've ever been was, um, getting ready for a hike and in, uh, hiking Ireland, we did 150 kilometers in four days through Ireland, but I, I prepped for that, that experience. And all I did was hike. And I actually wore a 20 pound vest to simulate wearing a backpack. So on my, on my hikes, uh, you know, I'd go on a 10 kilometer hike, you know, uh, like four or five days a week through the, through the uh, back uh, area. And, and with the 20 pound uh, backpack, I felt in really, really good shape. So I, I would, I don't think that let's say running is the whole thing that you need to do, especially as you get older, because that pounding on those joints mm -hmm. is not exactly the best thing you can do for your body. Um, so walking or hiking is one of the best things you can do on a regular basis. All things that lead to a future with a frailty being at least less impactful on our lives. If everyone wants to check it out, it's the Canadian Frailty Network. There's uh, some videos, there's some articles, hashtag frailty matters if you're on the Twitter uh, check it out um, with the Canadian Frailty Network, which is out of Kingston, by the way. Let's salute Queens and and the gang there in Kingston working incredibly hard to to put all this together, um, and it's great. So you're feeling better? The knees okay? Yeah. I, yeah, knees uh, knees getting better. I'm uh, walking, and uh, uh, my again, I think what's really important with everybody is you've got to have a goal. Like you, you're going out for a walk, but you got to have a goal. And so my goal this summer is to walk every. Um, uh, every trail in Algonquin Park, and then then go to Newfoundland and walk the East Coast Trail about 200 kilometers in September. So, wow. or hike it. So, wow. so uh, have a goal, and um, hopefully, you can achieve it. Investing in your future self again, just on on a smaller scale, isn't it? It's, it keeps sure. presenting itself, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. Uh, Hal Johnson here. One last question. Joanne still likes you and puts up with you. I'm assuming. <laughs> Yes, she does. <laughs> she she keeps me hanging around. So, but uh, for the last eight weeks, she's been my uh, she's been taking care of me. So she's uh, I think she's kind of fed up with uh, making my dinners and so forth right now. Oh, but uh, she's 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 great. Awesome, Hal Johnson uh, here with us. Of course, we know Hal from way back in the day and the Body Break stories, which are still available online. This particular project is uh, Frailty. It's about Frailty Matters and the Canadian Frailty Network. If you are a young person, take care of yourself today. If you are an older person, you can look up some of the different things because it is never too late. Safe to say. Hey, Hal. 
That's absolutely true. And, and as we always say, until next time, keep fit and have fun. This is the Shift Podcast. Are you okay with shrimp flavored cereal? Uh, I'm not usually okay with shrimp flavored anything unless it's like battered. <laughs> okay. I like shrimp flavored shrimp. I like prawns. Tempura. Shrimp is prawns are good. My favorite food. I will eat shrimp. And, and I've had uh, anybody who's been to the UK and may have seen Walker's shrimp cocktail flavored potato chips. Uh, they're oh, really weird. They kind of taste like a sweeter version of ketchup chips. I will eat an entire bag of those on my own. So maybe the cereal would work for me, but I'm well, weird. The shrimp, shrimp cocktail, like the dip is basically ketchup and horseradish. And so yummy. Ooh, I can't imagine that in a potato chip. My God. Ooh, ooh, just give me a shiver, right? Ooh. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> folks on Twitter are baffled by a Los Angeles man's claim that he found shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch. And the cereal maker's explanation for the alleged findings. Jensen Carp, a writer and TV producer, contacted the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Twitter account on Monday after he claimed to discover the fishy looking items. Ooh, well written. Nicely done. Inside his cereal box. Jensen Carp tweeted this picture of shrimp tails. You heard that correctly. Shrimp tails in his cereal. He says upon further investigation, he found, quote, other weird stuff. Gross. The discovery was made while getting his second bowl of cereal. Poor guy. Cinnamon Toast Crunch's verified Twitter replied and asked Carp to message its account, but then later sent out a tweet saying, quote, after further investigation with our team that closely examined the image, it appears to be an accumulation of the cinnamon sugar that sometimes can occur when the ingredients aren't thoroughly blended. Carp says the company is being, quote, incredibly weird and also tried to tell him the shapes in this image are not shrimp tails. They really look like shrimp tails. Katie Johnston for CBS LA. So did he see uh, They it look or like not? shrimp tails. Uh, uh, they, so he he poured it out into the onto the table, and it they look like shrimp tails. I'm sorry, they do. They really now you do. can't ever tell what's real on the internet, um, right? This is the thing you can never really like. This has made the National Post like it's not a joke, um, but they really do look like shrimp tails. And I get it when they say this is sort of the seasoning that's become you know, clumped together, that could look like a thing, but it looks like the super thin, semi-translucent shrimp shell that's there. Then someone else had posted um, another tweet about Popeye's chicken, saying that Popeye's chicken had a... uh, Now, this is just the internet, so do not hold me accountable for this being accurate, because I'm just going to say what it was, that they were doing a Cinnamon Toast Crunch breaded shrimp and I don't even know if that's real, but if that was just someone spoofing marketing, I doubt that's real. I don't know. I'm not an expert in this. I found it amazing. Yes, his name was Carp, to Catherine's question. Carp, shrimp, it's a real seafood medley here. Now, here's the thing. He said uh, he's also discovered, um, Carp said his wife, actress Danielle Fischel, like it oh, sounds like a oh my god ploy, you can't right? make this come up. on like <laughs> i'm done i'm done 
I mean, it's technically not a fish, but still, it is. That's I know. fantastic. But, so his his name is Carp, and her name is Fischl. Um, it's too bad she's not Irish, because then she would be official. Official. Um, discovered what looked like dental floss in another bag of cereal. But who says that? Who says, um, you know, uh, my wife, actress Danielle Fischl, available for hire for your next movie project. Um, with the help of other Twitter users, Carp eventually came to the theory that the box was somehow infested by a rat that left droppings and other collections inside. What? On Wednesday, he took the bag to a lab. They're now testing the cereal for shrimp and rat DNA. So Remember, the takeaway here is it's his second bowl, regardless. Here's, here's the crazy part. Now, you mentioned his wife. When he first tweeted this out, he just named his wife. He did not uh, make it clear that she was an actress. Like, the oh, internet kind of realized, wait a minute. We know who this person is. And here's the other thing. Cinnamon Toast Crunch released another statement where they acknowledge something was in that box. They went back on what they said. So, clearly, they know something went wrong, but they're not sure where and how. But uh, the guy who tweeted this out, Mr. Carp here... When he went to get it tested at a lab, they said, yeah, you need to take this to animal control. They'll test it for you there. Because they didn't what? have the right equipment at a like a forensics lab to do it there. They had to do it because they found like what they think is, you know, sugarized rat stuff in the box. This is insane. So the Twitter thread of this is magnificent. And I'm going to be following this like a hawk because I need to know. I need Jensen Carp, Danielle Fischel, Shrimp Tales in Cereal. You know what would be genius, though? <laughs> to come out with a oh. cereal that now. My goodness. Cinnamon Toast Shrimp? I don't know, but there's going to be something coming to this. There's an idea here somewhere. What a tale. <sighs> <laughs> shrimp Tale. <laughs> Eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. You're welcome to contribute your thoughts here on Are You Okay? Are you okay with coffee? Yeah. <laughs> coffee is required for not only this shift, but for any shift of any yep. job that you could ever work. Uh, coffee is probably one of the greatest things to ever be invented. It is uh it is the nectar of the gods or as my friends call it hot garbage water even though it's <laughs> delicious and we all love it. Living in a like a you know a hip neighborhood there are eight coffee shops within 10 minutes of my apartment. Eight. And every day I wake up and go which one am I going to spend my money on today because I love it so much. So yes, I'm okay, very well, okay. With how that. much is an expensive coffee cup then in your fancy neighborhood? I think the, uh, most coffee I buy is five bucks. Large latte, that's all I get. I don't get fancy stuff. Large latte is about five bucks and then a tip. So, you yeah. know, six bucks. That's not fancy? <sighs> that's fancy to me. I'm like, mm -hmm. large I mean, black. But you know what's interesting is my favorite coffee in the world is like Denny's black coffee. No milk, no nothing in it. Just like I go to Denny's <laughs> and have diner yeah. coffee. And there's yeah, something special about diner coffee. 
it's what you ate before or drank before the coffee that leads you to love that coffee, right? Like you've already created <laughs> this thing where, my slam yeah, burger. you just need the coffee, right? The best cup of coffee, yeah. the best cheeseburger you ever had, you had on a hangover morning. This is the way it goes. <laughs> all right. So we're okay with coffee. We all agree. What about a very expensive cup of coffee? A woman in Colorado realized she was charged nearly $6,000 for a cup of Joe she purchased on Christmas Eve in 2020. Lisa Angelo said she purchased the coffee on Christmas Eve during a trip uh, to the Gaylord Rockies Resort and Convention Center in Aurora, Colorado, with a friend who is visiting from out of town. This report is from KMGH. Heads up, you're going to hear lots of beeping noises. What? In this clip? Okay, there's your disclaimer. All right, go, go, go. Good thing Don's already sleeping. The next week... She got an alert from her bank. I have never had an insufficient funds fee before. I'm very, very careful with what money is in there, how I pay my bills. At first, she thought it was fraud. Then she noticed the charge. So you were charged $5,700 for a cup of coffee. Yes. I realized that 570570 was the dollar amount put in twice. That's an expensive cinnamon dolce latte. That's a trip to Paris, cinnamon dolce latte. What should have been a simple refund. January 8th, January 22nd. Has become call after call. March 9th, March 10th. Trying to get this resolved for more than two months. So contact number seven ordered some coffee at the Gaylord and started asking questions. Why did this charge not raise red flags for either company? They would not speak on camera. But in a statement, USAA says they are working with the merchant to resolve this issue. Within a couple of hours from you contacting them, I received money back into my account as a provisional credit so i'm actually back into the black where i can pay my bills like coffee can i just explain the beeping before we get into this and why you how many the yeah, sound? how many there beepings were, and what was so there were i think matt and i were counting there was only four or five there i cut out about 45 seconds of that audio because there was a bit where four beeps happened within less than 30 seconds Wow. The beeping sound was what the editor of that news package thought would be a nice way to spice up their news package. Every time a notification from the bank popped up on screen or any kind of graphic, they played that sound. And so there was nothing I could do. So the beeps are there. <laughs> <sighs> so I have um, maximums on my account for how much I can do in a day and in a week. And I sometimes that gets inconvenient when you have a big purchase to make. But boy, oh boy, right now I feel grateful for limits on my account for a debit account. Yep. So if you're a coffee shop owner and you're like, damn, we had a good day. How much coffee <laughs> did we sell today? Well, normally we sell about, you know, 1500 bucks. How much did we sell today? Well, we sold about $7,000. Wasn't that busy. I wonder how that happened. <laughs> I wonder how, like, I'm surprised they went on so long because the guy, the, the, whoever runs that place must have realized there's no way I'm going to be able to keep this, this, this money. I double charged someone for a PS4 when I worked at EB games and we had to give the money back. Right. Like, it's just, it's a mistake. This is crazy. To, it took yeah. them so long to fix that. Well, there's evidence on the, on the receipt. Which is uh, which is kind of kind of nutty to think that now text coming in saying just buy it like Steve says eighteen hundred dollars a year purchase a quality machine commercial quality machine here's what I recommend I recommend you just buy a twenty dollar machine and enjoy your coffee. 
Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.